1: Hey, everybody, it's Dave here. Let's go with this. It's two-minute warning, and I'm going to hit the rolling. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls, live at the two-minute warning. Next. Hey, everybody, I'm waiting for everybody to join us. Should get just a day, hopefully shortly. He's going to be joining us, and later, we're going to have Tyler Forness. Hello there, Mary. Hello there, Just Vibes. We've got us, hey, a last two minutes. And here is Justin Day, bringing him in. I don't want that camera. I want this camera. There you are. So... What's the word there, brother? Pathetic. Pathetic. Gutless. Gutless. Uh, uh Freddie names it turnovers.
2: That would work too, but that seemed a little too obvious.
1: All right. I need to change your name. And there's another pass and another fumble. Yes. That makes five turnovers on the day. Yay. God, I love that. So how far ahead are you of me? Honestly? Yeah.
2: You're ahead of me apparently. Because no. the because I'm watching it through cable but it's a restream of Amazon so I'm actually behind. Behind. Now there's a flag on the play. Did that make any difference or no? I'm waiting. Offside defense. All right. We're still alive. Still We're on life support. What you drinking?
1: Nothing. Just <laughs> Dr Pepper Zero.
2: I mean, I said it last week, mm-hmm. and I was willing to chalk it up to rust, uh-huh. but. Th- to say that this team is undisciplined is an insult to undisciplined
1: teams. <laughs> Where's the flag? To
2: say that, I- I'm sorry. I seriously have to question what the heck Kevin O'Connell is thinking, because you cannot have. How is that not a flag? But okay, yeah, that's how far behind I am of you. Uh huh. That was crazy. Uh, this many turnovers through two games is utter garbage. It is pathetic. It, it and, and that is all on the head coach. Mm-hmm. Now a, a couple of them is you, you chalk it up to hey that's football. Okay, you got a punt returner trying to do too much. All right, that happens. If that's the only turnover you have, right? Okay, whatever. Wow, come on, get up, run right,
1: 16, 14. You got- Kirk drops back, throws it over the middle to Oliver, touchdown. No, to Hawkinson, touchdown. <laughs> it's
2: Ooh. funny, I was just saying what
1: that, that means. There was a guy that was waiting on uh, Kirk only needed one more touchdown, and the dude won 36800 and some odd dollars. On a, what, on a yeah. On a bet he made. Wow.
2: Well, you know, that video that we played during uh, the pregame show, she did say he Kirk for three touchdowns.
1: Oh. hmm <laughs> Well, it's not one and done. He's already into his second season there, Mateo. But this is... But this is my point. Turnovers. Yeah. You can't can't have four turnovers. And what the Vikings demonstrated tonight is how to defeat them by running the football. Right. And every team from here on out is going to try to run the football against us.
2: You know what's funny about it? Philadelphia had a couple of drives Mm -hmm. in the third and fourth quarter where they didn't do anything because they were trying to pass. Right. It's like, why are you trying to pass? If they cannot stop you from running the football, I know you're just giving them an opportunity to get back in this game. I mean, again the the <laughs> touchdown,
1: the touchdown kind of to Hawkinson. Of, uh, a yeah. note from Jonas. He's awake. Oh, all right.
2: If I was where he was, I would have gone to bed at halftime. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, I'm just at a loss for words because it's it's almost like this team is not serious. It refused to address its defensive line. It refused to address its offensive line. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's where you're losing these games.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You've got no depth on the... Go ahead. Set up for the onside kick.
2: Yeah. Now, it would be hilarious if the Vikings got this onside kick and then got down just to get stopped. But at the end of the day, if they get this onside kick, the mood will all change. But I said this earlier that, yeah, if they somehow found a way to come back and win this game, winning is a great deodorant, as John Madden would say. Mm -hmm. But my, oh, my... No discipline on this team. No, like, again, Alexander Madison, that fumble. Okay, that's a, hey, that's on Alexander. You know, the Justin Jefferson fumble, which seemed like five hours ago, by the way. <laughs> it seemed no. like five hours ago, we were down 10-7, and we were going in to score to take the lead at the half.
1: Offside attempt failed.
2: Yeah, there's a shock.
1: Mm Mhm. And the Vikings have two timeouts left, which is not enough, right? I I
2: let's see. Snap three seconds. Stop. That's first down. Snap three seconds. Stop. So they run their third down. It is tough. Yeah. Too late for doing math. Yeah, I know, me too, even though I even though I'm an accountant, but (laughs) you really just have to you really have to hope that you have to hope for a fumble.
1: Uh
2: So three yards there.
1: Come on, Thomas, I sent you the link.
3: You know,
2: and let's just get the quarterback out of the way right now. No, he's not the reason this game went the way it was. You would have liked to have seen him maybe find a way to calm things down a little sooner. But, you know, that, that touchdown pass to Addison was spectacular. It was a great play design, a great, a good job by the offensive line.
1: Um, and the offensive line because, started out well at the beginning at the beginning time. yeah.
2: now again you had three minutes of time of possession in the first quarter and you know the defense did pretty good up until the two minute drive just like last
1: mm-hmm. week yep. hold on Justin I'm bringing you back in alright hey there Jonas Hey, Jonas. Did you get any sleep tonight? <laughs> no, no. <Nope. laughs> uh, ah. what's your opinion of the game watching from way over there in Germany?
3: It's just, it's just dumb. I mean, it's super <laughs> necessary. The the Eagles didn't play a good game, but man, it's. I don't know how much you can shoot yourself in the foot, but the Vikings took every opportunity to to do so. And, yeah, if, just stop fumbling football. If you do that, you win this game. It's that simple.
1: Finally. if you guys on the offense jump... And the Vikings were pointing and pointing and pointing. About five seconds later, the umpire throws the flag. Not that it matters. Of course. Goddard
3: moved. So now we're going to see some, I don't know, some super weird... uh, Flipping the ball around and stuff like that.
1: Well, there's 15 seconds left.
3: Yeah, it's like one play, so. All right, Paul,
2: make up for your faux pas earlier and take it 90 yards to the house. The
3: house, yeah.
1: That would be something. (laughs) Dave L., that's not a bad idea.
2: What do you say? I can't see the chat.
1: That, uh, the onside kick was weak. They need to let Wright do those onside kicks. They but, need uh, to just I change mean, the rule. It's not that difficult. You just you kick the top of the ball, right?
2: They just need to change the rule in general. Just make it fourth and
1: fifteen, and get rid of it in the first place. If you're going to get, if you're
2: going to do all the.
1: Pal comes up, gets it, and immediately gets tackled for minus one on the return. Seven seconds left. Vikings need to go about, if I remember correctly, about eighty-four yards. Easy, easy peasy.
2: All right, so you run one play for about ten yards. that gets you to about the 30 I know I'm just I know I'm gonna go ahead and kick me out uh and I'll get back on the computer in the studio uh, in about a minute okay
1: boom I did not exactly want to do that hold on Timeout. Hail Mary. Full of grace.
3: I mean, it it, it isn't even a a Hail Mary. You just shut it to someone and then throw it around until, like...
1: Or have hopefully somebody come open, like Addison or somebody like that. Here we go. Clock won't start till the ball snapped. JJ in motion, crossing the backfield. Two wide out on the left. Two on the inside. Nobody's rushing Kirk. He's gonna launch it. Push. It's airborne for an knockdown at about the twenty-three. And that's the final Vikings lose, Vikings lose, Vikings lose. And your Minnesota Vikings start out 0-2 for the 2023 season. And today, four turnovers killed them. Absolutely killed them.
3: I mean, not that it matters, but I don't really get this particularly Particular play call because you know he's not gonna launch into the end zone, it, he just doesn't have the arm for that. Like, there are maybe two or three quarterbacks in the league who might have the arm for that. Um,
1: no, so, you should run a play to get a wide receiver open and hope that wide receiver yeah. takes it
3: to the house, yeah. Yes, that's that's, that's how you've like, done that one get somebody open and then just throw it around, do some laterals, and then hope that somebody on the evil side does a mistake. Because if you just chuck it up like that, it's going to be sh- short by 20 yards. And even if you catch so it, you got to be it, yeah. tackled immediately. So mm-hmm. what's the point? I mean, yep. really, it's, it doesn't really matter because any play would have had... A low chance of succeeding,
1: but that really had none. Mateo, I only see one game we can win anytime soon against the Panthers. It'll be one and five when we play the Bears. We're one and five. It's time to start shedding assets, I would think.
3: I think it's it's kind of interesting because um, even though I don't think this is a bad team, but uh, even if you say that this team is average or slightly maybe above average, I don't know, even if you put it there and it's reasonable to do that, there's a reasonable way they can be 2-8 and eight after, after week 10. And mm-hmm. that's when the trade deadline comes up. And it's going to be interesting because right after the trade deadline, you have five games in a row that you probably should win with the current mm-hmm. roster. So yeah. even if you are two and eight, uh, two and six, I would say after eight weeks. <laughs> so I, w- I was, was, two weeks off it's two and six after eight weeks and then you have five very winnable games and it's going to be really interesting if the vikings this happens if the vikings would gamble on those five games and think that okay now we are going to go on a run and get this and still have a shot to go into the playoffs or agree uh, start shopping assets, like, especially those uh, one-year guys that whose contracts are coming up after the season, like Hunter, like Davenport, uh, maybe even Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: I, I want to address something real quick. Steven, I saw you put that up there. We said if you were on earlier, none of the blame of this game goes to Kirk Cousins. None. Zero. nada. True. uh, He played fine. Turnovers is what killed us. And the lack of a decent run defense is what killed us. That's why the Vikings are 0-2. As of tonight.
3: I would say the run defense was kind of calculated. The Vikings scheme was set up in a way that was clearly designed to limit Jalen Hurts and uh, the explosive Eagles passing game. And besides those two short plays, it did its job. It did right what it su- it's supposed to be, and it's kind of a trade-off, of course. The trade-off can't be this bad. Right. Of but course, I'm but... Uh,
1: is, no, and they yeah. did do that. And for the most part, they kept him in contain. I think I only saw one where. Containment was busted, and it was busted by Daniil Hunter, who had a great game, three sacks. But what I'm talking about is the offensive line was opening up holes against our defense, and the linebackers weren't filling the holes like you'd anticipate in a traditional defense. So, And that's that's going to lay a roadmap for everybody we play here on out. That's how they're going to attack the Vikings, is through mm, the run game. I don't know.
3: I would do. I that. don't know. I, yeah, sure, but I think this game plan uh, by Brian Flores was mm-hmm. very specific to uh, the Eagles. I think was he designed it against Hertz. It was very obvious, and uh, we saw last week. Of course, the Buccaneers have an atrocious run offense, but it was it was. Uh it, it was pretty well defended. So I think the Vikings do have uh, the ways to defend the run, but they just didn't do it this time because they were so focused on slowing down hurts and that explosive passing game. Mm-hmm. Hey. Can I get <laughs> your roll on, Dave?
1: I've already done it. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, before you join me.
2: All so, right, just checking. Just not checking.
1: a big deal. Uh, Dwayne, Or just trying to be realistic of what might happen. We know this team, been around it a long time. The Vikings, if they can get, even if we start out slow, and 0-2 is definitely slow, they're going to try to get back into it and make it. You know, if we win one more, we can make the playoffs, just like we did under Zimmer, just like we did under previous coaches. That's the way this team rolls.
2: I guess what I would say to Dwayne is, have you watched this team for the last 20 years, 40 years, where they're always good, not great? 2020 is the most recent example. They started off 1-5 and going into their bye week. That was the COVID year. And it was two weeks before it was a week before the trade deadline. And they had offers on the table to get, you know, low round draft picks for Kyle Rudolph and a mid round draft pick for Riley Reef. And you could have at that point gotten probably a second round pick for Harrison Smith. No, we're not trading our players. No, we we, we just got to fix some things at the bye week and we're going to come back strong in the second half of the season. And oh, yeah, way we went six and four to finish seven and nine. I mean, yeah, you're right. We It's only two games at the moment, but what about this team's offensive line and defensive line in particular? What about this team's lack of discipline in particular leads you to believe that it's negative to suggest that this team after eight weeks could easily be two and six. Do I think they'll be two and six? No, but there's a path for them to being two and six. There's a path for them to be four and four. And it, so it's not just negativity or, hey, did you watch that game? Yeah, I watched that game and they had four turnovers after three last week. Now, some of them were fluky. The JJ one was a, was fluky. He's got to make sure he secures that ball. That's no there's no excuse for you get tackled and you're at first and goal at the two yard line with 30 seconds left. And you can run a couple of plays and drain the clock because let's just say for conversation points that J.J. does, in fact, score on that. Well, the Eagles would have had the same amount of time that they had that they ultimately kicked a 61-yard field goal. So that field goal happens either way, whether he scores or not. Now, if he gets down at the two-yard line, then maybe you don't. But my point is is that it's not negative to suggest that this has a propensity and this has a possibility of not being good. You have a must-win game next Sunday against the Chargers. You go 0-3, and you still got to face Kansas City. You still got to face San Francisco. You still got to go on the. I mean, I know Cincinnati looked like crap last week, but you go 0-3, yeah, it don't look good. And again, Philadelphia was dumb to even throw more than three passes in that second half. They should have just been running run after run after run. Because we couldn't stop them. We only got back into that game because Philly decided to run the ball. What's up, Tyler? (laughs) What did you think of that monstrosity?
1: And you have You're your muted
0: on mute. I am very mad at Kirk cousins right now. And let what? me tell you why. Um, I did a six uh, way parlay on prize picks and ah. I get five of the legs. So I, I made, I made 20 bucks, but of all the craziness in the game, I bet Kirk cousins over one half interceptions because I thought oh. it, on a Thursday night game, I yeah. thought he would probably th- each guy would probably throw one. I'm like, okay, I don't know if Hertz will actually throw enough to get an interception. Well, he did. Now the Vikings just fumbled it four times over almost five to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I lost out on 500 bucks. But that was the break. <laughs> I
1: saw, oh, I was oh. saying at the beginning of the show, I saw a guy, he was hoping that uh, it was either Hawkinson or um, Kirk got another touchdown, and he won 36800 and some odd dollars on his parlay.
0: And All got right. got Edit. Tell, them to, tell them to send some of them my way. Biggest thing <laughs> for me was if if the Vikings only have five turnovers instead of seven over the first two games, they're two and oh, like that's where we're at. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. They should have won this game. They should have won last week. Yes. The 259 rushing yards and uh, 460 total yards against this defense. Not great. Bob, But Thursday night games, one, are always weird because it's a lot easier for offenses to be able to game plan than it is for defenses. And we've seen historically, like, uh, remember the Thursday night game against the Rams from 2018, 38-31. Offenses just historically, a lot of times they have better weeks on on this kind of short rest. So (laughs) very frustrating. But, uh, geez, if you don't fumble four times, you win this game. And that's gonna be the one thing where we just kind of beat ourselves up over it. And they're gonna hang their hat on because if you just don't make mistakes, you win football games. That that's all it is with this team right now. And they obviously need to beef up the front seven. Brian Flores, I'm not sure why he didn't adjust to getting three true defensive linemen in the game and stick like that. Mm-hmm. And but I think he was um having like Daniel Hunter and DJ Wanham line up as actual down linemen. Uh, it, Deandre Swift running for 175 75 yards is embarrassing. And but you just can't, make it. um, I, I will forever yell. And I've been yelling about it since 2005 that, uh, fumble through the end zone rule is a, is a bunch of shit. It's, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care if it happens to the Vikings. I don't care if it happens for the Vikings. I don't care. If, I, I just don't care. It sucks. It needs to go away. Um, and this is just another example of it.
1: Well. Fias, I know you're upset. How can this team fix itself?
3: Don't fumble. That easy.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I even saw or a tweet by Luke Broad during the second half. This team needs discipline and fired up. Bring back Zimmer.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking. They need a coach like Zimmer, is what they need.
0: <laughs> they have one. His name is Brian Flores. Well, to um, make him the head coach. Have him have him go sit in the the offensive meeting room like I it's, I that's something. I was very mad. Um I will say one thing that's gonna drive me nuts about the analysis of this team is people um looking at the scoreboard or not actually watching this these games and being like oh, one score regression, one score regression. Like, yes, it's one score regression, but there's so much context behind it. The Vikings are playing way better this year than they were last year. They're playing really good football. And to just say, oh, it's just one score regression. Look, you you talk about how going 11-0 in one score games is just this huge anomaly. Well, how about turning it over seven times and losing by a total of nine points over the first two weeks? Like that's pretty anomaly right there. So it's, I'm just going to get really annoyed with a lot of the national discussion of this team. Cause it's not, it's going to take every, every little bit of context out of it. And honestly, I'm just really annoyed. This, uh, this game could have been really fun. It was at times and the offense looked great. Justin Jefferson is the best player in football. The only person who you can argue is Patrick Mahomes, not invaluable best. And I think mm-hmm. that's where you can really have the conversation. But then people will bring in value to kind of counteract and discuss that. And I'm I'm just he tired. on
1: target for 2,000 yards. He had 159 tonight.
0: I believe with his performance today, he now has mm-hmm. more. More yards than all the receivers. Than every Chicago Bear receiver.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. In 100 years. 100 plus yep. years. And he tied the record to get to 5,000 yards the quickest in this many games. That's He's amazing. Even with that fumble, he's amazing. That's, and Jordan, Jordan Addison had a good game, 3 for 72. TJ Hawkinson had 7 for 66. That was productive. But Kirk threw. For 364 yards, 31 for 44, 125.6 rating. It's not on Kirk.
3: I mean, basically, they got everything they wanted. They had Jefferson going at a high rate. They had every one of those secondary targets uh, score touchdowns. They uh, had John Anderson with 70 yards. They had... Uh, had TJ Harkinson with almost 70 yards and two touchdowns. Of course, KJ mm-hmm. Osborne dropped two crucial uh, passes. passes today, but otherwise you get everything you want. You just shouldn't fumble. It's it's really that easy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mateo, I agree. Hopefully they still address it and don't wait till March.
2: No, absolutely not. What? I think the the issue, but how many three announcers we have today offensively?
0: I don't think we had any. No, we had at least we three. Th- two or three, I think.
2: They had it two or three. I'll look it up.
3: The other ones were fumbled.
2: Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, too. I mean, this goes to coaching. This goes to head coach Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, last week I could chalk it up a little bit to a little rust week one but everybody's got Russ week one. Most teams don't play their starters throughout the preseason. I mean, if you had one or two turnovers, maybe three over the first two games, that's a problem. Seven, that's, you know, <laughs> that stems throughout the team. And, you know, again, the defense up until the two-minute drive played well enough. They... They kept this game close early on, but after the first quarter, I think the time of possession was, what, 12 minutes to three? Well, yeah, of course they got gassed. And, of course, they're getting gashed in the run game. Now, I think we have to take into account the butterfly effect that if the Vikings hadn't (coughs) turned the ball over so many times that Philadelphia might have done something different. But your point is well seen, Tyler, that this team can't get out of its own way right now. It literally cannot get out of its own way. And I still think to myself, okay, if it could get out of its own way, would we still have the issue stopping the run? Because they've got nothing on the defensive line besides Daniil Hunter. And their offensive line was already, okay, the tackles are good. The interior we're hoping can be better to be good enough. They're a walking mash unit right now. So what the heck do you do? I mean, did they report what Christian saws injury was? Did he, re- did he re-aggravate his ankle injury? I, I never did see it. Uh, what my happened guess- with Derrissaw?
0: They don't actually don't have a tackle on the practice squad. So my guess is they kept him active in an emergency situation, which I feel really bad for him. He's a Philly guy. Like he wanted to play uh-huh. and that that's unfortunate, but I'll be honest outside of the strip sack. Udo really didn't look too bad. He had a couple rough reps, but in, in the end, his biggest issues are with speed and that he got himself in a, in a bad position when he, he dropped back in his set. He he leaned over a little bit and that's when sweat just went right around him and he couldn't, he couldn't recover like now Otherwise he held up relatively well. I thought the offensive line, Like, I want to look at the tape. It wasn't nearly as bad as it felt, because. I saw Slotman
1: get schooled on one play.
0: I'm just talking like a general whole. Considering what this defensive line is, it didn't Mm -hmm. feel nearly as brutal as it as it could have. And I think that that's a win in itself. But it it didn't have time most of the game. So yeah. Uh, Kirk needs to figure out his internal clock. That drove me nuts. That strip sacks on Kirk. Yes. Udo got beat, but that was like a three second. You need to be able to get the ball out. And to me, that's frustrating. He's had issues with that over the course of his career. The indecisiveness early in the game, we saw the ball padding and he, that third quarter was really good after the strip sack. He kind of, it was almost like it woke him up a little bit. And he was driving the ball down the field. He was finding open guys. He was trying not to just dump it off, even though he still does. But every quarterback does. And overall, Kirk's numbers look great, and we're 0-2. And it's because we keep turning the ball
1: over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Ole Udo, that injury looks serious. What was the injury? His leg bent in in a way it's not supposed to. And they, he was not being touched. He was
0: I will it, say though, they it did looked not like have he injury sprained injury his, his it. knee or something. No air cast. So maybe it's not super severe, but probably a few week injury at least. But no air cast is a good sign. I don't know. Oh. It's I'm <clears> I'm just very annoyed and frustrated and the fact that we should have had this in the thing. We didn't.
1: Quasenberry came in, and we ran, and we ran right behind him, and he had a good run block on the one play I watched him. That's We got a decent run. And the running got better into the fourth quarter, but I think part of that was because the Eagles' defense was playing softer. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're trying to get across tonight.
0: I want to give some credit and then I got to go because I have a lot of post game stuff to do. I want to give some credit to Caleb Evans. Um, I don't know if that deep touchdown to Devonta Smith was his fault because it looked like Harrison Smith was supposed to carry him deep. And his reaction said that he wasn't supposed to carry Devonta deep. But
3: early on in the game, when
0: they they were running their their college style offense with just a bunch of RPOs, a bunch of little quick screens, Evans was busting up those blocks on those little bubble screens and he was preventing them from getting any kind of yards big props to him because that's like, that's not something we were, we were seeing last year from this team. And I thought Evans overall had a pretty good game. And hopefully that, that injury was just a cramp. I didn't notice if he came back in the game, but it looked, he was standing up on the sidelines. So that's an objectively good thing. But I, I wanted to at least point that out. It, I'm excited to watch the film. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to do that, but (laughs) it was good from this game, and that's what makes this all the more frustrating.
1: We'll have time. We don't play till a week from Sunday.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. in theory, we'll see if I actually have time. That's a whole different discussion. It all depends on when I get it. That's that's the caveat.
1: Well, the All-22 should be out in a couple days.
0: Well, yeah, well, I may get if I get it tomorrow afternoon, then it's a whole different story because it's a lot easier for them to process one game than it is like twelve. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was just the one game. So but um I'll leave you, gentlemen. Um, real forno show Monday. We're gonna talk a lot about this in depth. Um <laughs> and we're gonna try and figure out, and Dave will have to talk about because I I have a guest for next week, but it, we may have to modify some stuff or do an extra show. Okay. Uh, talk about the chargers, but should be a good one. I'm gonna go drink a beer and work for the next three hours. You guys have a good night. Jonathan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, take care guys. Night. I'm gonna be at work in like a couple of hours, so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot easier to go to work after a win than it is after a loss. Sure.
2: Oh. Ah, what do you think Barry. of uh what do you think of Parrothead's comment about Harrison Smith being done? It's been two weeks and we haven't seen much out of him. What are you guys' thoughts?
1: Well, I loved his hit on the Jackson interception. That one, yes. But I didn't I see much
2: around. else from him. He
1: was around the ball. Okay. I didn't see any major faux pas. Oh,
2: we, yeah, well, we're
1: not seeing Harrison Smith of
2: a that. Uh, yeah, that, that's the better way to put it. He, we're not seeing full pause, but we're also not seeing a whole lot of splash plays either. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of hoping that maybe the old Harry would return, but I don't
1: know. It's What'd just think, Jonas.
3: I really don't think he's done. Like, of course he isn't like that all pro safety that can do everything and is everywhere and can put offensive linemen on, on their asses. It just isn't that guy anymore. And we shouldn't expect that. He's 34. Uh, He's still a good football player. And, I think the fact that we don't see him very often actually supports that because besides uh, those plays around the line and some interceptions, so those splash plays, you usually see those safeties when they are getting beat, when they make mistakes, because that's usually when when splash plays for the offense happen, and it doesn't happen around Harry. So, yeah, he's he's still a good player. He just isn't like that all pro anymore.
1: Right. He did have six tackles and four solo tonight. So, he was there. Like I said, uh, Daniil Hunter had three sacks, which was good to see. Yeah, <clears throat> Jordan Hicks had a sack. Jordan Hicks was playing balls out that first half. He was full... Force revenge The game. whole defense was. And uh, Cam Bynum had a tackle for loss. Let's see. Who else is up there? Ivan Pace had a sack. We had five sacks total. Harrison Phillips had a sack. So, Hicks didn't have a sack. He had a tackle for loss. But, <laughs> they were on the field. 30, no, it was more than that. There's almost 2-1 to in time of possession battle. 39-28
2: to 20-32. Ugh. You know, that's what's really funny about this is, again, if you had said, we're going to sack Jalen Hurts five times, he's going to go 18 for 23 for 193 yards and only a touchdown plus an interception. Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 364 yards and four touchdowns. Now, again, Tyler always does talk about context, the context of the offense. Let's let's remember that after the fumble in at the beginning of the half, they go down 13, and they're just trying to claw their way back. Well, then they get down 20. Then they get the touchdown to Addison, and then the defense forces a three and out. But then our offense goes three and out right after that to keep it at 13. Now, we ultimately did force them to punt after a 15-play, nine-minute drive, and then we get it to one. But, this, this again, after everything that went wrong in that first half, we didn't have any margin for error mm-hmm. in the second half. So, unfortunately, when you get the, the fumble at, on the first drive and then go three and out in the second drive and then three and out on the fourth drive – you were going to, you, you just knew we were going to run out of time. We were just run out of possessions, you know? But I don't know, it's frustrating. And, and like Kevin O'Connell's going to need to do some soul searching because mm-hmm. last year, what was impressive wasn't just this taking away the fear based culture and empowering people and stuff. They didn't have very many penalties and they didn't have a whole lot of turnovers. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot a lot. I'm not saying they never did. Of course they did. Every team does, but certainly not to this degree. And that's that starts from up top. Mm-hmm.
1: Matteo brought up that Roy was inactive tonight. Jacoelin could have been used <laughs> big time. Yes, and.
2: and I- that last that last first down play where you have DJ Wanham trying to cover AJ Brown, what in the world was that? I get it, Flores. You 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 did the best you could with the tools that you had and you looked good in the first half, but you know, in spite of all that, you fight all the way back there, and then you got your critical third and seven or whatever it was and I mean, it was just pitch and catch to A.J. Brown because you got D.J. Juan, i dropping in coverage like, really?
1: hmm Really. Jonas, why do you think Scene never saw the field? When Metellus came off injured, they put in Jackson. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, first of all, I think the safety room is solid. They don't really have that. A player, but they have a lot of Bs and they all do a pretty decent job. And I think, um, like none of them played as poorly that they should be benched or something. They all played, played solid. Uh, and on the other hand, I think you were seeing, I'm not sure if they, uh, they really have the role for him right now and uh, he obviously was drafted for a very different defense and yeah I don't know Uh, I, I didn't see him in training camp I don't know what their plan is for him so it's really hard for me to make a qualified guess why he is that low on the depth chart but yeah obviously he Either doesn't show what they want in practice, or you know, it's just it's just about the role. The, the role. I don't know. It's I'm I'm not there.
1: Well, out of the six. He's what appears to be number six, mm-hmm. which is not good for your true first round draft pick at all.
3: But, but also, and let's just remind people from what kind of injury he came back and I'm not going to uh, use that as an ultimate uh, excuse but it takes time and even if you kind of move close to what you did before it there's a lot of work to be done until you are a hundred percent and even if if, if, if it's hard to see for fans, like, if you're injured that badly, it's both a physical and a mental thing to, to come back from that. And I think in that first preseason game, it was kind of obvious that he still had some mental blockades. It looked better in the second uh, preseason game, but, yeah, it's... I I don't think people realize how hard it is to come back from that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's that or if it's he's just not getting it mentally at this level. Because to me, even if he, I think he's fully comfortable with how healthy he is and how he moved. And what we saw in the preseason, he looked 100%. And it's just he's not getting there, so and that's a shame it is yeah. what it is, and it was he was drafted for the Donescelle defense, so but even then it's whatever mm-hmm. is there any last things you wanna express about this game before we go home?
2: I want to address a couple of questions uh Freddie had said. What do you think about bringing in Kareem Hunt and then also the thought of who was the other one? Uh, Leonard Fournette. I don't know that they do anything behind this line right now. As I said, they're a walking mash unit. I don't think Alexander Madison, you know, did or didn't do anything that anybody else could have done. I don't think that's it. And to Timothy's point, I, I know they didn't want to sign him, but the Vikings could use Dalvin Tomlinson. It's not that they didn't want to sign him; it's that it they didn't expensive. have the money to sign mm-hmm. him. He, he he outpriced them. I mean, I don't. I think Dalvin Tomlinson was an okay defensive tackle, which would be an improvement over what we got, but I don't think he's in the same class as you know your Aaron Donalds, your Dexter Lawrence, uh, Vita Vela, um, those kind of guys, uh, Duran Payne. But it it, it really isn't a matter of they didn't want him back or that they didn't want to pay him. It's that they couldn't pay him. Again, I'll say this one more time. This stems from the last five years of Rick Spielman. And when they signed Cousins and thought that they had this window, that was the right move at the time. After 2019, you could make the argument it was time to pivot, and they chose not to. And as I said earlier, 2020 they start off 1 and 5. They had another opportunity to pivot and they chose not to. And they chose to try to keep their window open and they just kept signing players to just try to be competitive. It got them a total of 7 and 9 and 8 and 9 before the 13 and 4 last year. And let's call the 13 and 4 what it was. It was a lot of fun, but it was roughly an 8-9 win team that overachieved. And so you have put off taking some hard decisions to take a step back and not always push all your chips in that this is the result. The result is is that they've delayed the inevitable, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. You signed TJ Hawkinson. We all like that move. We want him to sign Justin Jefferson. But – you have how many millions of dead cap hit on this year's salary cap. I mean, Adam Thielen was 13. Uh, Dalvin Cook was, I believe, eight. So you're playing with a short deck because of all of the money you push forward during those uh, the last five years. And this is what happens. And particular and you didn't dra- and Spielman didn't draft well the last four or five years. So you didn't have Except that influx of other- outside that of it- Jefferson and Darissaw. Right. This is what happens <laughs> when you put band-aids over so many parts of your roster that at some point it just kind of is what it is. Where do they go to fix it? I don't know. But what I will say is this
1: is they get a clear This is paying the Piper. And we'll be paying it next year as well. Hopefully they draft well to contribute continue to build through the draft. And have a few extra dollars move around and stuff for quality free agents where they're needed.
2: I mean, we were talking all off se- well, all summer, about you know, well, why don't they fix the offensive line? Why don't they bring in Dalton Reisner? What do you really think one Dalton Reisner is going to make that much of a difference with all of the injuries we've had? And what does Dalton Reisner do for your defensive line? Well, nothing. So ugh, those are my thoughts. It's hey, yeah. There was a thought process that maybe last year you you don't push forward and you start your full-on rebuilding, and I don't mean tank. I just mean rebuilding, and they decided not to, and we had that fun, and now it's catching up to us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's caught up to us right now. Does that mean the season's over? <clears throat> no. No. But uh, they need a lot of soul-searching because this is the hand they're dealt with. These are the cards that they have to play. The Calvary's not coming.
1: (laughs) No, you go to war with what you got. So. Any last words, Jonas, before you fall asleep in the chair?
3: I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really have much time for that, as you know. Um, Yeah, it's, it's... going to be a fun weekend for me uh, because my own team has a really important game coming up uh, which actually is the jersey I I have on If in case somebody wondered uh, it is a a German football jersey uh, from my hometown team, the team I play for and we have the last game of our season coming up and it's a really important game so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Not going to have that game in my head. Uh, I mean, today's game in my head much longer, so that's a good thing. I'm not going to think about that this much this weekend Uh, and hopefully I will sit down on Sunday after a win and uh, watch Red Zone very relaxed and (laughs) still don't think about Today's game. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: What's the R stand for on your uniform?
3: Rebels. Rebels. Both Rebels. Good. Good, good, good.
2: Sounds great. So now we revert to being Falcons fans on Sunday <laughs> and <laughs> Seattle fans and <laughs> Tampa Bay.
1: Hey. Well, with that, uh, we've got, I'll turn this around and put it out on podcast. And then tomorrow and Friday, I'm not sure, and then you get me and Darren on Saturday. Darren is finally back. He should be making it for two old bloggers. And if you missed it earlier today, we had the NFC North preview for this week where we got together, and the Packers guy was absolutely insufferable. So (laughs) I'm rooting for Atlanta this
2: weekend. Go dirty birds, baby Go no. dirty birds oh, wait. I, I am not in the camera, I forgot I'm straight up there, there we go anyway.
1: <laughs> So, what do we say, gentlemen? Skull Vikings Skull Vikings And thanks for watching Thanks for watching Please like, subscribe And ring the bell And share this episode with your friends And even your enemies We'd love it Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull. This has been a Vikings First in Skull and Fans First Sports Network production.